I discover energy work fans. Uh, some adult content which is explicit in this podcast, so to make sure that you're at an appropriate place and at an appropriate time, maybe using headphones. All right, have a great day. Welcome to Discover Energy Work, and here I am today with Rebecca Lowry. And um, it's been an exciting time because suddenly I, will, I couldn't find anybody to talk. And it's not because there aren't lots of people to talk. I, I talk to a lot of people I don't necessarily want to record. Um, but I've, I came across Rebecca and it's been like this dry period of not finding anybody. And then suddenly I've got a hundred people and Rebecca, like from one minute to the next, was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. You've, I, I, I think you've got a great story. I'd love to share your stories. Uh, with a, a lot of people and I, I'd like you to introduce yourself first of all Rebecca because it's it's difficult for me to to say what you do uh, not for any like you know funny reasons just I don't think I'll be able to describe it nearly as well as you have. Okay well thank you for having me. Um, it is hard to describe what I do um, so I'll, I'll use I'll use some words and see what happens so I I help men to heal and explore and transform their sexuality, who they are as a sexual being, hmm. basically, that's the gist of it. Yeah. Wow. So you're like, what we are saying, because I, you know, my, my um, major in university was psychology, and that was done like years and years after I'd done all the energy work. And I was like, really blase. It's like, I don't believe in psychology. And, you know, it's all energy. We need to experience <clears throat> it directly. But I'd say from psychology, like, uh, like the science, we identify who we are extremely by, you know, sex. Like if a man can be a man or if he feels, you know, powerful as a man, it's really a lot about sex. And of course there's our sex and then there's a gender and then there's sexuality. And those are all like different things. Uh, so we're not talking about gay sex or heterosex or anything. And we're not talking about, we're, to, we're talking about the masculine energy. Is that what we're talking about? Mm, I wouldn't limit it to that, actually. I would say, I say a few things to all of that. For one, I always say there's more to sex than sex. So sometimes when I say I, you know, I, I work with men's sexuality, a lot of people think that that means that I that I help men have better sex and that sex is when there is some form of penetration and an orgasm, mm. you know, and if that is your definition of sex, that's fine. You know, that is a, certainly a thing that could happen. It's a very nice thing that could happen, mm. but it is um, just the tip of the iceberg of what's possible mm. for who you are as a sexual being and for how you can use your sexual energy and how you can identify with your sexuality. So, I, I do work with um, cisgendered men, so men who were um, who were assigned male at birth and who agree with that and who feel that that is right for them. Okay. And so, so I, I I have worked with trans men and I have worked with gay men and I've worked with women and couples and throuples and all sorts. But um, over the years of doing that, it was very clear to me that my sweet spot was you know straight men um so that's where I, I go and my, my my remit is with them they 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 might come with issues but we almost always sort that but that drops us into a deeper exploration yeah other thing i want to say before i forget 
yeah. is to say yes to the thing that you said at the very beginning. I always say that how a man feels about himself in the bedroom is how he carries himself in the rest of his life. You know, there's so much pressure, isn't there, to be, to, to know what you're doing in the bedroom and to kind of bring it. And so, um, which is, you know, conditioning. But if you feel not even like, hey, babe, I'm great in the bedroom, that's usually a cover up. But if you just feel like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, I've got some moves, I'm all right then right. the rest of your life you've got some confidence i've got so much i want to talk to you about because i think it's so interesting for me personally uh, you know uh, one of the things one of my uh, uh the things i was considering doing was a senior project on gender because i think, think gender is so interesting uh, and of course it's been a big topic generally now in the last few years but I, at the time i was writing it it wasn't um but i i'm fascinated in in you as a person i mean how did you like go from being, I mean, I always say to, to my energy workers, like, come on, some of them, you know, got, you know, got scholarships to Oxford and they went, no, I'm going to do this. This is one of my calling. This is so generally I'd say like, yeah, like a calling, like the universe or a, or a spirit or, or an experience calls us to do this. So, so how old were you? You know, we, you, you say you've, I give, you gave me a bit of information of, the background you said you know, i'm from memphis i'm from elvis town and the swimming pelvis of the swinging pelvis of elvis you know is a sort of sexual you know connection there but you know i mean where do you where do you start i mean no you can study sexology but i mean you know is that your background are you a sexologist no i wouldn't say that i i mean i'll give you the potted history and then we can expand on that if you want so i don't bore you and your <laughs> listeners lovely so I was born in Memphis. No, actually, actually, I was born in Dallas, but I was raised in Memphis. Okay. Uh, I came here in, I'm in the UK. I came to the UK in 1987 and um, just lived a normal life for, you know, whatever the normal was. I had a job. I met somebody. We got married. We went to the pub. You know, that was my life. But I was always very interested in people. So my background before I'd left, now I'm, I'm giving you the longer history. Good, go, okay. go for it. Come on, let's get it stuck in. Until you stop me. <laughs> so my background before I came to the UK, I'd been at university and I'd been studying something called human services, which was all sorts of um, um, psychology and philosophy and sociology and human growth and development. And it was right. all about how humans grow and how we're conditioned and who we become and how we live in societies and cultures. And, you know, I was fascinated by people. I didn't know what I wanted to do with that, but I was fascinated by people. And I came over here and I didn't do anything with it for a while. I waitressed and, you know, worked in restaurants or whatever. And, it, but eventually I went into doing some care work. Uh, so I worked with um, adults with learning difficulties for a long time, adults with autism, adults who were um, considered potentially harm to themselves or others, you know, a lot of that kind of work, which I adored until I didn't kind of, for me, it was like, I, it, it's hard work, you know, like really hats off to all those workers um, that do that work and do that caring. And, but it was in that, in the day center that I was working in, um, I had a friend there who was, studying psychosynthesis and she lived in a shared house I mean this is at least 29 years ago yeah. she lived in a shared house with a gentleman who was a really um 
well-known Western shaman over here. And um, so I kind of got a bit immersed in potential alternative um, ways of healing, ways of looking at the world, you know, that sort of thing. And I thought that I might train to become a homeopath because I was interested in that. Then I got pregnant and that kind of all fell apart. I, I'm giving you the long history. Anyway, scroll forward. When my daughter was two, I, I was speaking to somebody who said to me, what are you going to do with your life now? You know, you're not going to just be a mom. What else are you going to be? And I was like, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. I'm pretty in shock to have a kid right now, you know? So yeah, right. um, we talked about it and I was telling her this history and I was really interested in people, but I felt like I was supposed to, to work more in the healing realms or something. I was re I knew I was really good at giving massages because I'd lived in a shared house for a while where everyone used to come to me for massage. So she said, well, why don't you do, you know, an iTech certification and in massage, because that's a good basis for other things because you have to do anatomy and physiology yeah. with it. And, and actually, you know, we were talking earlier about um, you came across a master who blew your mind with energy and stuff. Yes. On this massage course, one day we were swapping massages because we had to practice. And there was a person left over who asked if she could do some energy work while I was massaging this person. And of course she asked the person who said, yes. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no idea what she was on about. Mm -hmm. So I went to massage this person's shoulders. She had her hand over her way down the, you know, the other end of the body and I could feel something. And I took my hands off and I went back and was like, that, that's different. So I asked her to move away. And when she moved away, I couldn't feel it anymore. And I was like, well, that's weird. Yeah. I could feel that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. And so that's, you know, that with the background of my friend and the shaman and everything kind of started to open my eyes. And I started to read a lot of things and doing every kind of healing course I could, which eventually led me I, this is a very long story. I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm enjoying it. I, I mean, people people have got, some people have this, like, bang open. Like, that was my bang open. And it wasn't easy to deal with. But, like, you have this, you have an almost nice, comfortable road so far. Yeah, I thought on that another time. But, so, trying to make the long story short, scroll forward to when my daughter was about nine or ten, um, we went to this lovely family festival. It was a Buddhist festival, you know, no drink, no drugs, that kind of thing. And I had heard that there was a Tantra workshop going on. And I had always had a lot of sexual energy, a lot of sexual desire. Sometimes that had been great. Sometimes it had been not good at all. Right. And I thought, I'm a, I had heard that Tantra was about sex, which it really isn't. But hey, in the West, we didn't, we didn't know any better at the time. Yeah. You know, this was 17 years ago. And so I, I went to this workshop. It was two hours, introductory thing. At the end of it, I was looking at everybody, all the participants walking around, and they looked like they had just seen God or something. You know, they were just like uh, off their face. Again, no drinking drugs. And I looked over at the teacher, and I've told this story a lot before because it was such a defining moment for me. Um, it was like a spotlight shone down on her, and I heard the words, you will do this work. I was like, what? Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. You had like an auditory, like clairaudience, like something. I guess going. so. Like, 
the universe whispering in my ear. No. I was like, I don't think so. Yeah. And so, you know, here I am, 15 wow. years. And it, so it's interesting because you didn't say like, I'm a tantric, uh, you know, I'm a tantric master and I work with the people's entity. So you didn't use that term, but there was, uh, that was a connection for you happened in that workshop. Yeah, I went to, I, so after that, I got scared and I didn't do anything about it for about 18 months. It was, it really scared me. And eventually I did go on this particular teacher's long-term training course. It was, um, six, it was one weekend a month for six months, a deep dive, she called it. And at the second one, the second course, she said to me, would you take so-and-so out at lunchtime and do a session for him? And I was like, what? She's like, just take him out, do a session. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm here as a student. And she said, you will know what to do. I was like, yeah, okay. Actually, so, I want to just go back a moment. I'm really sorry, oh, yeah. but okay. I'm, I'm so touched by you saying I was scared of it because I feel, yeah, well, I feel like people think, yeah, you know, it's, you know, the, 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 uh, the angels play their fanfare and I'm now going to do my thing. And it, and I didn't feel like that when I realized like, I've got all this connection with energy and I'm able to, you know, I'm, I douse the sickness in people's bodies. Uh, that was one of the things, the freakiest thing. I didn't find that difficult, easy to talk to anybody about. That's the sort of thing I wanted to keep as my private, you know, almost shameful secret. Um, and I can imagine, you know, like, you know, the stigma that's involved with talking about sex, you know, I can imagine that might've been really challenging. So I really just want to say thank you. I think for a lot of people that, Sometimes we get this opening, this gateway experience. And we go, whoa, fuck off. No, thank you. But <laughs> oh, like, no. You know, run away, run away. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, listen, we're all brought up in a world, a culture, a society. And I say this a lot too, where we've been taught that it's good and safe and right to retreat to the thinking analytical mind and to leave everything from the neck down as bad and wrong and dismiss, you know, dismiss it altogether. You know, your felt sense of knowing and your intuition is rubbish. Trust science over that. Of course, a lot of science is based on intuition, but they don't know, you know. And so if you are then someone who comes into what well, I could feel that with my body but I can't prove it with some science measure, measuring stick, suddenly you, you are vulnerable and, and running the risk of being other, of being different, of standing outside of the norm, right? right. Yeah. Then add sex to it. So like. Yeah. No, it's, 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 um, it's, it's special. That's, that's really special. And so you, you going back, you are your teacher said like, oh yeah, you, you'll know what to do. So, so. So I went up to this young man and I said, well, he, we're about the same age, but you know, um, the teacher says that I should take you out lunchtime and do a session. And he was like, yes, before I even finished the sentence. I was like, what is going on? So we went outside and he told me what was going on and I knew what to do. I can't tell you, it was like something came through me, but I helped, he was helped. And I went back into the teacher and said, what the hell was that? <laughs> she said, you already know this stuff. You just don't know that you know it. Let's awaken it in you. And so for the next few years, I assisted her, but I also went on my own journey because you know I don't feel that 
most of the time you cannot work with energy unless you've had your own journey of it. You know, you have to have done the internal work, otherwise you're not a clear channel for it. Very and you have to always be doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I actually you want to share a little story uh, uh, just that come, comes to me and it's just a confirmation. Um, a, a friend of mine, I won't, uh, he hasn't come out publicly with it, um, but he stands in front of uh, uh, temples and then he knows the feng shui of the temple and he, he can correct it. So he correct the energy of, of a temple and he doesn't know how he does it. He can't do it for any other buildings. He, he just, he just it, it comes. They've tested him. They've taken monks and masters in China. He's in Hong Kong and, and he was tested by monks and masters in China. And he would do things like saying, oh, you, you need this building over there. And they'd say, they'd pull out the old maps and they, the old uh, plans. And they say, yeah, that building was there, but we pulled it down because blah, blah, blah. I want to build a library or whatever. He said, oh, yeah, but it, no, the energy and flow is not like And And so what, what I'm saying is like, it's, it was, this is your area. This is just what you, you know. It's, 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 it's um, like a knowledge that beyond a personal knowledge, it, it, uh, um, it's a transcendental knowledge even. So beyond the self. And it's not, yeah, it's exactly beyond the self. And, the, and really the work, my work to be a good professional is to always be getting the self out of the way. Right. You know, is, is, is always exam doing inner examination. So I know what, what is my bias? What is my issue? What is my shit conditioning, whatever. And, and so I can move that out the way to be as clear as possible mm. for this client, you know, and, and after years and years and years and years of doing that, and I still do that, um, and have accountability and I have mentoring and, you know, all of that. Um, there is something that comes through me now that um, doesn't touch on who I am as a person. We, we, my partner and I have a lot, you know, we call it this, my work is called sexual alchemy and we call this that comes through me, um, the sexual alchemist. We, like we talk about when, you know, clients are, are with the sexual alchemist, not with, I mean, Rebecca's there, you know, this all sounds a bit schizo. It's not at all. It's um, it's just a, it's an energy that comes through me. It's just, it is sexual alchemy energy that comes through me. It's, it's like a transmission, I guess. Yeah. Which I used to be afraid of saying out loud. It's only in recent years that I've started claiming that. I I think uh, again, like this is where I my my um, thesis um, was on the definition, the scientific definition of self. That um, that if you do the research into all of the evidence we have of psychic, but we haven't defined the self. Like everything's about, you know, what happens to people, but we don't know what a person is. We don't know what the self is. And there's just much, really, isn't it? And that's why I said, you know, I was saying to you before we started, like, I'm not, I'm not um, uh, an advocate that suddenly everybody follows energy work. Cause we're not, we don't know who we are. We don't know what the self is. How can we have a society which is based on a bigger self when we're not even prepared to embrace that at all? So, you know, yes. um, and it's a personal experience, you know, that, that people go through. So that's lovely. I also feel strongly that there are, you know, we're straddling 
several multi-dimensions at once. You know, we, we are spirit and the cosmos and consciousness and all of that. And we are experiencing a human life. We, you know, mm -hmm. we have perception of having hands and sunshine outside and, you know, what, whether it's a simulation or 3D or whatever it is, you know, so we're, we're straddling both of these. And I feel like if you're coming to work with someone with energy and you've got, say, shame, that's a big one, in yeah. the area that you're working with them on, you're going to reinforce that in their system. You know, so if like you're saying energy work isn't for everyone, because if you're if it's like pouring water out of a rusty bucket is not going to give you clear, crystal clear water. Right. And uh, although I, I, I think some healers would say that if you're coming from the right angle, that if you have that problem yourself and you work on it with somebody else, you, you're kind of working on it together. Like it's not just clearing your own their problem; you're also clearing your problem. Have you? How do you feel about that? I, to me, that sounds dangerous and tricky because you are still then you. You know, look, we're, we're never perfect. I'm not perfect. I work on myself all the time. You know, like I'm always clearing, 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 and going deeper. And you know, there's always multiple layers of multiple issues. So, like, you know, it's not that. But I, I wouldn't if I was holding shame around. Um, erections if i had a fear of penises or something i could not do this work and i would i would hope that you know if if there was a practitioner whatever gender who who hadn't worked through their own shame around that particular stuff would then not do that specific work and is that specific to shame or is that just whatever it is whatever area whatever area you want to work on you should you know in, in your experience you should uh, have I think shame particularly, okay. you know, possibly, for example, if you had cancer and you were asked to do energy healing on someone else with cancer, that might be fine. You know, that's not. But then personally, I'm really, really careful about who I would let work on me. So if someone, if you know, in that same situation, which I don't want to create now, that, but I've said it now, I, I would want to know how they are dealing with their own and what is their perception of it. Because if they think they're being, you know, punished by it, I don't want them working on my system. Right. <laughs> you know? it, it is an interesting, uh, it's an interesting point that you're bringing up, um, which is why I think, you know, energy workers, we, I mean, you know, I think we have, we're working on ourselves constantly. Um, and I think there's also, I, I think there's energy work is, is probably the most, a vague term because you know we say reiki and that means somebody's gone and i, I don't mean this with any disrespect but it, it you could say it means somebody's done two days or an online empowerment um which which was half an hour of them like sitting in a, a chair quietly um uh and and then then calling whatever they do under that term reiki and they say well i'm doing energy work and then you have um, energy work where, where I feel I'm, as I said, like you step into a spiritual field, you step into another reality. And that's like, that is just, just, you know, it's hard to describe um, because we're trying to relate things to reality. Yeah. Um, but 
and so we, we, we live in this really like um, nebulous term, energy work. Absolutely. And two things come to mind. One is that life is energy work. How we're living, how we're being is energy work. That's it. You know, that's fundamentally, however you, you are living your life, what you're exuding, who you're being, are you, you know, that is energy work. If you are, you know, not that we have to be loving and kind all the damn time, but, you know, if you're generally living your life as someone who, you know, is loving and, and kind, then that's putting a certain kind of energy into the world than if you're somebody who goes around kicking people, you know? So that is energy work too, right? It's not just uh, energy work. Like we're talking about quite deep energy work really is what we're pointing to and, and mm. how we apply that professionally, but, mm. but how we live our life is also an energy exchange. Mm. You know, I was going to tell a story about Reiki. So I, I, I trained in Reiki a long time ago. Wouldn't use it now. Wouldn't touch it. Not my thing. But I did. It's part of my journey. Sure. Um, and after I did Reiki too, I was at the time I was married to a chap who I didn't know at the time. Probably had depression. We we didn't have those words back then. I mean, this was a very long time ago. We didn't have the internet yet. It was oh, I'm old. <laughs> so yeah. um, I came home from doing this Reiki too, and I was like, "Husband, can I can I do this stuff on you?" He wasn't thrilled. But he kind of said yes. He really should have said no. And I shouldn't have asked him. But I was a baby healer then. I didn't know. So he gets on the table. And I put my hands on him. And what do I do? I go, please let this work. Please let this work. I want this to work for him. I want it to make him better. Yeah, that's right. The next day he was suicidal. Oh, my God. Now, maybe that was what was meant to happen. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think so. I think. I was in my ego utterly. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to win. Yeah. Not even, I mean, to be fair, it wasn't even so I could say, look how great I am. I really wanted him to get better, but it was I that wanted him to get better. You know, it was right. So now I, I never do that anymore. Thankfully, I, I, I've had several other stories along the way to, that where I learned, you know, but now I don't tell people, yes, I can heal you. I can fix you. Often I can, but I don't know what their story is, what their journey is, what they need. I know that I can lead them to themselves. I can help them get closer to who they really are. And when you're standing more in who you really are, the other stuff kind of transforms. Yeah. And, and then I, I get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm reminded, uh, I'm reminded of one of my favorite um, things in psychology or yeah, I, I loved psychology. I was never expecting to love it so much. There's something called the, the illusion of explanatory depth. And that's, that says that, you know, just like, you know, you learn something and you think that once you've learned this really simple thing, you go, oh, it's easy. I can do that. And then once you start doing it more, um, uh, you realize, wow, this is really complex. And I never forget uh, post, somebody posting, I've got, you know, I've got a headache. On, on a, one of these health groups on Facebook and you get five people going, I can fix it, I can fix it, I can fix it. And, I, and I'm like, you know, you really need to do an evaluation. You really, we nearly need to spend some time working out what this is. Could be so many different things, yeah. Um, but I certainly don't know if I could fix it until I've done an evaluation. And even then I won't know because just, it seems like layer after layer after layer. Uh, right, right, and even saying fix it is like, 
Yeah. What did you even ask that person what outcome they want? And and then what is the system doing? And what is the what is actually going on there at a deeper level? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious about a word that you used before, which was uh, sh- shaman, yeah, shaman, shaman, or I don't know really how to say it correctly. Um, but, but so do you feel that some of your work is uh, shamanic or shamanic? I wouldn't claim that, no. I, I haven't studied shamanism. Um, I have studied with shamans, shamans. Yeah. Um, for different aspects, more, not even for um, ways that I might work, but more doing work on myself. Um, so I I wouldn't use that word. I'm, I, I'm trying these days to be very careful about the language that I use. You know, I do know some people, for example, who are white people who, who are self-proclaimed shamans. And I think some of them are, they've studied the lineage, they've studied with lineages. And, you know, I wouldn't use that word. And uh, there's a lot of people in my, world that would use priestess or I don't know um or even tantra I don't use that I, you know I I studied with neo-tantra teachers <laughs> neo-tantra teachers you know western yeah. so I, occasionally I throw that word around because it was certainly a part of my journey you know mm-hmm. so part of that awakening in me and and because that's truthfully a lot of the guys that I work with don't know, they don't have a language for this sort of work. They don't know to look for sexual alchemy. So they look for Tantra or Tantra massage, which isn't even a thing, don't get me started. Right. And, and you know, so if I don't throw that word around a little bit, they would never find me. <laughs> but I, I don't claim to be a shaman or priestess or nothing like that. I'm curious because I'm, you know, um, before we were talking, you know, I mean, I think a lot of guys, yeah, and I, I don't think I'm included in that particularly, but a little bit. Like, they wouldn't know even what would happen if they would come to you. Would they have to take their clothes off and, you know, they'd have to, you know, show show you their willy or something, you know, for something so ridiculous. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah, I know. Yeah. And I, I'm just going, okay, well, you know, what, what do you have to kind of, like, peel away for people so they go, okay, it's about, oh, it's about this. You know, it's... It's even about my, because pre- I'd say, well, it's almost about your presence as a man, being comfortable being man. Um, and, and so what, what do you say? I mean, can you do it on, on Skype? You know, could you, could you do it on do it via Zoom? Yeah, I, I mean, thank God during this pandemic, I've been able to work via Zoom. Mm. It's, um, it's really powerful because I think, I, I think we spoke about this before. The, the bottom line, the core of all the work that I do is energy work. And so whether you're in the room with me or you're, you know, how many thousands of miles away, I can still tune into your body and energy system and do the work. When, you know, when someone's here, I tend to also work on the body. I have, I suppose, one of the gifts of the calling is that when I put my hands on someone's body, I know what to do to to get the energy work to, I don't know, go in deeper or something. I'm not sure even what it is. So I can do it with, oh, my hands are starting to tingle now. (laughs) So I can do it with, without you here. And I can do it via Zoom. What was the original question? Because I didn't think I answered it. (laughs) I was just kidding, you know, whether somebody has to show you their willy, you know, I was just being silly. Yeah. 
no but sometimes so okay. when I work in person yeah I don't do that on zoom I don't feel like um it's secure enough like I don't record sessions and I don't I don't know what's going on in the technological world you know when we started the pandemic people were talking about hackers coming into meetings and stuff so um zoom meetings are all fully clothed unless there's just some r random rare meeting reason why I might you know, I've worked with a chap, love him so much, who, um, when we first started working together, kept telling me that his penis was deformed and that he was afraid he would never be able to penetrate a woman and he wanted to be able to have babies and, you know, and all of this. And after much back and forth via email, I said, look, you're just going to have to come show me. Like, I, I need to know what I'm dealing with. This is way pre-pandemic, years and years ago. Mm. And um, eventually he came for a session and I said, look, I'm just going to have to take a look. Like, I need to know what I'm dealing with here, because I can't help, you know, you telling me it's deformed doesn't help me unless you've had a diagnosis, mm. which he hadn't had. So eventually it was really hard for me as a young Muslim man, bless him. He was supposed to get married, make babies. You know, that's what he was. So he hadn't been with a woman. No woman had seen him, you know, so this is really intense. Mm. Eventually, very nervously, he takes on his trousers and there's this normal penis there. Which I was a little surprised because that's not, you know, because he'd been mm. telling me for a long months. Mm. And I said, So, what do you see? You know, because I thought, I'm not going to, what does he see here? And he said, It hangs to the left. And I said, Yeah, penis is hanging one side or the other. He said, No, I've seen porn and they're in the middle. And I said, When you've seen porn, have you seen a penis that? wasn't erect and he thought about it and he said no and I said when you're erect is your penis kind of in the middle <laughs> you know and yeah. I was like yeah and I was like I was like they just kind of hang some, some hang to the left some hang to the right you know I said sometimes they're even get erect to the left or the right but you know it's all skin and flesh and it's all a bit mushy and women are a little you know elasticy and you know like yeah. But yeah, he'd spent years, years thinking he was deformed. And so a lot of a lot of times in person, one or both of us might be undressed. Okay. It depends, you know, like that's well, I'm working with the body and intimacy and rerouting neural pathways and getting rid of shame. I mean, shame fear, guilt, and conditioning are like, you know, that's, that, that's like the, the core foundation, pull that out. Kind of okay. You're not, if you get rid of the shame, that's telling you that your body's wrong or your desires are wrong, or you shouldn't want to have sex or whatever, pull that out. Most many guys can find their way. I, mean, I just feel there's a whole, whole fascinating conversation in, into like, I, I mean, I don't even know if it's a thing uh, that you that you work with, but having studied as a psychologist, having studied uh, human sexuality, there's uh, the whole paraphilias and all that kind of stuff, which is like, you know, there's that. I mean, I feel like it's a whole show, and I think there's something we could definitely talk about. Um, and and it is for me what's what's important is is you share, as I said, like for everybody, for you sharing your stories, and um, and then. Um, 
yeah, as I say, like also letting people know that there's something, there's somebody like you out there. And again, you know, it sounds, it might sound funny for a lot of people, but it, it reassures and relaxes me when you talk about, well, there's something that comes through that this alchemy and I've now like starting to come to terms with it, but it's just, it's a, it's a knowing. Um, and uh, it's not particularly personal. Um, so that, that, that might be a red flag for some people. They, you know, they, they're not oh, ready I'm sure. I'm sure. There uh, are people who want to see your list of qualifications. And to that, personally, what I say is, I can show you a list of things that I've studied and courses I've done and workshops I've been on. And that has certainly helped create the container through which that energy flows, but that is not what's doing the work. Yeah. You know, my list of qualifications is really irrelevant. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, I think there's a reason that, I mean, from my point of view, there's a reason that I've been looking for somebody to maybe start even this season three, I'm not sure, but um, I've been looking for somebody to talk to um, that's going to talk about energy work and open it up a bit because I felt like energy work because oh, I'm going to do remote viewing or I'm going to do energy healing or I'm going to do, and there's it's massive as you say you could say our lives are energy work yeah nothing is not energy everything is energy um, and then um, for, for, for me like one of the key things you shared is that you're connecting with energy you're connecting with this uh, like almost raison d'etre, the reason for your life, and it scares you. I mean, I think that's powerful. I think people need to know it can scare you. It's, it's, it's okay. Uh, you know, even just being, I wasn't working with um, uh, sexual energy, but it's working with energy, um, you know, and you, I might even argue, well, all energy has a root in sexuality. So you go, well, you know, you can't even say energy without talking about the, the drive to reproduce. Uh, the drive to grow um, and so um, yeah anyway um, Pleasure. that's one thing and then there's the other thing uh, which is just you uh, explaining like the scope of it you know um, which is you know the people come up and sometimes they you know that story of the man having to show his willy to, to be reassured in a very practical down-to-earth level you know I mean that he needed there to was energy work that came later in that story, but you know that was the starting place. You know, like when people say, "Do we get undressed?" It's like I don't know. We might. <laughs> I need to, depends on what needs to happen. If you're telling me your willy's deformed, I need to see it. You right. know, yeah. if you've never been touched, you know, I worked as a chap who I worked with. Um, oh, I love him so much too. I, can you tell? I just lo I love everyone I work with. Yeah. Um, it comes absolutely through a channel of love. Um, he was 50 years old when he first came to see me. He'd never been with a woman, never seen a woman naked, never been naked himself with a woman, shaking. Um, I've interviewed him actually. There's a video interview of me and him talking a few years ago, um, which shows you how far he's come. Um, and so we're talking and I'm intuiting, you know, and I'm feeling into where do we need to start? Usually I would tippy toe people in, you know, but I could feel like his system was telling me something else. And so, and I always trust what someone else's body and energy system tells me. And of course I check in with them. Yeah. 
because that way I'm out of the way, right? So I said, you know, I, I know this is day one and you've just arrived and you're nervous because I can see you shaking, <laughs> um, but I feel like we need to do something quite deep end. And he was like, what? And I said, I think we need to do a ritual where we undress each other and then observe each other's bodies. And he was like, okay, <laughs> which I didn't think he would be. And it was, and so we did, we, we set up the container of, again, energy work, you know, it needs, a, alchemy needs a container, right? Alchemy needs a container, two couple of things and some fire, and then they transform. And so we created a safe container by talking about boundaries of consent, what was okay, what wasn't okay. We agreed that we would go very slowly, um, that we could, you know, stop at any moment, that there wasn't a goal, you know, that it was just to play with this and see what felt right in the moment, that either of us could say stop at any time, put a whole bunch of safety around it, right. you know, right. set intentions, because intentions kind of create the pathway you're going to travel down. And then um, started. And, you know, we ended up both naked. And I, I, I said, how would it feel if I were to gaze upon your body, you know, and I, I kind of had a look so he could feel me looking, you know, and then we changed over so he could, with permission, look at my naked body without any shame or fear or being told no, or don't do that, or, you know, me covering up. It was like, yeah, here, have a look. That's and so it was so funny. powerful. So powerful, so brave. He's he's so brave. You're so brave as well. Um, you know, um, it doesn't feel like brave to me. On my, I mean, for him, absolutely. For me, I'm even going to cry. It feels like the deepest love. It just feels like love. Right. I, I I can't even think of any other way to describe it. It just feels like love. We got. To, I, I want to do another show with you. Okay, I can talk, um, I, uh, talk too much. I feel like we touched on this. I'd like to talk about the alchemy. Uh, you know, at another point, and just talk about that, and just get your get your viewpoints on it. Uh, you know, I've done some research into alchemy. Um, it's it's not what I specialize in. I wouldn't say if if you say like uh, the the practice that I do, the Taoist practice, there is alchemy in there without a doubt. But um, but I want to say, like, how do people get in touch with you? Like, I mean, how, if I was wanting to get hold of you, I've got a problem and I search, I'm probably going to have to search for your name. But I mean, is there are other other things that I could search for that I'd come across to you? So, yeah, I mean, I, I have a actually brand new website, which I'm very proud of, um, which um, sexualalchemy.com or rebeccalowry.com both point to it. So either way, um, I'm all over social media. So I'm on Facebook just as I don't have a professional page or anything, just me, just Rebecca, um, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Those, those are the ones I can seem to get. I know there's more, but I don't, I haven't got that far yet. So there's, I know, I know. So I, most of them, I think I'm Rebecca Lowry. I think uh, Instagram, I'm uh, sexual alchemy, but like S underscore X, you, you know, because they don't, you know, Facebook and Instagram don't like the word sexual. Um, they're very whatever I know I know um where else am I oh I just started my own podcast as well just launched a couple of weeks ago the sexual alchemy podcast wherever you listen to that and um and I wrote a book as well you've written a book I did yeah yeah okay. I wrote a book which I, go on it's called sexual alchemy I, I guess it's not no that book's yet to come the book I wrote 
it's called 101 Meditations for Life, Business and Bedroom Success. And I wrote it two or three years ago because on the back of a conversation with someone who, uh, I can't even remember what it was now, but I saw there's like 101 ways. Oh, I know. He was talking about how to meditate, you know, and that he couldn't sit still and, and do it. And I was like, yeah, there's like 101 ways to meditate. And he was like, there are? So I was yes. like, oh. and I, I did a Facebook Live and I, I came out with about 70 of them. And I was like, this would be a really easy book to write yes. because, you know, yes. there are. And, <laughs> you know, right. It took me another two years to write the book because writing a book's actually hard. Ah. Oh, even an easy book to write was hard. But yeah, so I put that out. I didn't launch it or anything, but it's on Amazon. You could find your name on Amazon and you'd find it. People would find that. And they can, yeah. they can book online or they can send you a, a message. And, and, uh, and Yeah. On my website, there's ways to get in touch with me. Uh, there's links to the book. And there's also um, a whole page of resources that are free. There's some audio meditations that you can download and use at home. There's a self-love guide that you can print out and stick on the fridge. And, you know, because that's that's kind of the core of a lot of my work as well. What else? Is, there's a whole bunch of free stuff. Yeah. So you can... We haven't even touched on love. And I, I could see that love heart behind you. And I'm thinking, you know, I, um, I, I developed uh, energy work, which is based on love, um, unconditional love. And, um, and I'm thinking, wow, it's beautiful, like, you know, Mickey Mouse ears almost. <laughs> I said that to someone the other day. She said it's shining like a halo. I said, Do you mean Mickey Mouse ears? But look, I gotta change it. But that's what we have for now. It's beautiful. I see, <laughs> I see the I see the I see the love behind you. So um I'm gonna first of all I'm gonna say thank you. I think we're on we're on our like three forty five minutes. I I think I I you know I haven't done a session with you. I'd like to do a session with you. I mean that's how like I said, you know, I was on the phone with you for five minutes. And I said, I'd like to do a session with you. Uh, that's how much I feel confident in, in what you're doing. Um, but, you know, I want to just recommend everybody to that. Please, everybody, go uh, like, um, you know, the page um, for Rebecca and go and like all her things to support her. Uh, she's very much a one man band, as am I. Um, go to Discover Energy Work. I've got some new stuff on there. Um, I've got an energy work uh, course which is there and people can learn to do energy work like in a very simple way uh, from you to me and um, yeah keep it keep it going keep working on your life <laughs>